3: just talking me Do you think that you could repeat the question And i listen more attentively
1: Obviously Tim doesn't sing. Yeah, he doesn't do the Paul thing. Bah,
3: bah, bah. Oh, I, oh, I can sing. My, uh, am I on? Yep. Yeah, I, I can sing. I, uh, I sang the We Love Methuen song. Did you ever hear that? No. Oh, gosh. I wasn't aware bit, there was a We oh, Love Methuen song. do a little song. Google search. It's, 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 it's amazing. <laughs> I know
0: Mallory did a parody of um, You're in New York. What is that song, You're, you're in New York? You're in Methuen at uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day roast. It was just pretty historical. Hey, kids. How are you guys doing? We are live here on the Paying Attention podcast higher atop the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, which is actually Higher Top. Two Guys Smoke Shop Here in Salem, New Hampshire
3: This is how the other half lives This huh? is
0: how the other half wow. lives We want to thank our sponsors We've got uh, Veloz Auto Group At 17 Mass Ave In Lawrence We've got Perez Funeral Home On South Broadway In Lawrence We have uh, Twin Lights Security Make sure if um, If you're looking for A private investigator Or you're looking for security For any reason You give Patrick a call They've got a Facebook page uh, We've also got AM Auto Body With Angelo Memolo Over there um, I got hit in my car A couple of weeks
3: ago Four weeks ago You almost got hit Just about uh, 50 minutes ago Right yeah almost, In the parking lot I almost was backed me. into
0: you Yeah <laughs> and then, Sorry um, about that And so I, some, some guy took out my door And I dropped my car off At Adam Auto Body On South Broadway In Lawrence Took him about two weeks To get it done I got a rental car But when I got it back It looked as good as new um, And who else do we have uh, And of, of course Century 21 Joe Zingales uh, Team Zingales uh, if you're going to buy a house, you're thinking of selling a house, please give Joe or Rosanna Zingales-Lopez a call. They have always supported us. They've always sponsored us. They've been with us from the very beginning back in 2004. They sponsor our bash. They give us like $1,000 for scholarships every year to help out the kids.
3: They're good people. They are
0: really good people. We want to make sure that they get some business out of, uh, out of what they're doing for us. So sitting to my left is um, we're kind of doing a continuation of what we were doing earlier in the day, if you didn't catch it, on Looped In Live. Tim Wood, who's the owner of the Loop Weekly newspaper, uh, invited me to come on his show. And by the way, thank you for not caving in to all of the pansies that were calling you and going, you're having Doug in on. He's going to be mean to people. Why are you doing that? And you didn't cave. Most people would have. Um, so I appreciate you doing that. And why don't you tell people a little bit about you? Like, who are you? And, and we we know you own the Thorn Loop Weekly, but why did you start that? Like, what made you want to do that?
3: I, uh, I've been in media for about 25 years professionally since i was 19 and uh... i just it it got embarrassing to be called a journalist i got tired of of being uh... told by editors to do to do things that are just completely against uh... my morals and and just what i got into journalism in the first place for and i was in covering politics i was doing investigative journalism doing sports I mean, sports was the was the best of it. But even now, where sports has gone, covering everything be- behind the scenes, it's 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 TMZ with with bats and balls now. It's but um, yeah, I just I I had always said if I ever you know I come from middle class, you know, we grew up in was born in Portland, Maine, grew up in Portland and Laconia, New Hampshire. Um, I always said if I ever had any money, uh, that I would. That that I wanted to start a paper, and and I I was managing editor of a sports website called Bleach Report that got um, got bought by a conglom, got bought by Turner, and I made some stock money. And uh, my wife of 23 years tomorrow, Debbie, she got uh, bless the Anniversary. Yeah, thank you. She um she she was like, let's do it, and uh, we we I ended up down south. I went chasing a minor league baseball general manager job in Savannah, Georgia. Wow. And, um, you know, I had—I have a sports background, too. I worked for the Yankees. I'm a huge Red Sox fan, but I worked for the Yankees back in the late 90s. Um, and so I'm chasing that. I ended up down there. We, we wanted to be closer to family. Uh, for some reason, they didn't want to come visit us down in the sun in South Carolina. But so we came back up. My sister... My sister lives in Methuen, and I would always... My favorite sister of my three. I'm sorry. This is the truth. I have a favorite sister, yeah, too. Yeah, it's the truth.
0: Becky's my favorite sister. Yeah,
3: Didi, Dee Didi's Dee, Dee my favorite, and she's... You know, we're like kindred spirits, and she she's... You know, she's a realtor and entrepreneur in Methuen, and I would always come up, and I just was like, how in the hell does this town not have a paper? Right. Like a legitimate... Like this town... And, and so... So I just took a look at the demographics, and my first instinct was, "Was there's got to be a reason? The reason is it's hard." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is the reason. There's no question. That is the reason. I mean, they had the paper, um, and boy, I oh boy, I'm forgetting his name, the the guy who did the Methuen News. Oh, Blake Varney. Blake Varney.
0: Listen, thank you, re- you. Listen, you remind me. I knew Blake Varney. I knew Blake Varney very well. Yeah. You remind me a lot of Blake Varney. A lot. Especially when I found out that you and Eunice were in a shouting match. I said, you know what? That's something Blake would have done.
3: <laughs> you heard about that, too. Right? did. You yes. hear about
0: everything. I hear everything. Just because I don't – just as, as a full disclosure to people who follow me and for people who are watching the show, just because I don't talk about everything doesn't mean I don't know what happened because I usually know pretty much everything that goes on. You know,
3: we talked about this on, we talked about this on your show. She, she, Eunice Ziegler is, is you know tops among the power rankings of Methuen city councils right now. Mm-hmm. But – She – I asked her for the financial – for the finance committee uh, document that they've been referencing in all the city council meetings. Mm -hmm. And instead of just having a conversation with me, it went to to Richard D'Agostino, the city solicitor, who advised her not to. I still don't know why. And um, they didn't give it. It's a public document. They didn't give it. So – yeah, at that point, I got into you know before before one of the budget hearings, I got into it with Rich, I, and I and I just I said to Eunice for for someone who campaigned on it and has been a champion of transparency, this is not transparency. This this it, it comes off as trans- transparency when convenient. Right. So, but in, all her that def- said- in her defense,
0: though, she was going by what the attorneys were telling yeah, her, and I she's did. brand new. So I know you don't ever give anybody any kind no, of leeway. No, I do. But
3: uh, what but are you she, talking? about? Of she's course a, I do. Well, unless it's Steve Saber, then you give him all the all the, all the leeway in the world. But <laughs> it's your show. It's I know. I'm just giving you heart. Jessica, time. you and Jessica. Listen,
0: I'm Team Jessica. I make no mistake. I make no bones about
3: it. What are we gonna be teams? It sounds like it sounds Jessica. like we're we're reading Twilight. Like I I'm think. Thinking, if,
1: are you Team Jacob? If Jessica, wait, is that a bad thing? What reading Twilight? Oh, Should I, I stop doing that? No, I love. All right, just make sure.
3: It started out having to go there for the wife, but then I mean, it's like, it's like when I had the you know I got three older sisters. I had to watch I had to watch soap operas growing up if I wanted to watch any TV. Right. And I, I'm still watching Young and the Restless and, and General Hospital. Are you and really? Oh God, yeah. absolutely wow. And it's all the same actors from right. 26 years ago. Wow. So
0: you started with doing Loop Weekly, and one of the things that you did is something that I always said I wished that I could do, but I'm completely incompetent at it. I think we could easily triple our advertising revenue tomorrow if I had somebody that knew anything about local sports. Because local sports is one of the things that's so undercovered by, by the media and there's such a hunger, there's a, there's, a, there's a thirst out there for people to see their kids playing baseball, to see their kids playing soccer. Uh, you know, Methuen High School plays the Vogue and all those parents want to see their kids, they want to see who got the winning home run. And the Tribune used to do
3: a great job on local sports, now they suck. And when they do it, they do it well. Right. right? Mike Mike Muldoon wrote uh, wrote a story about Jacob Saint Ange, the Methuen kid, the the girl that passed away in in a car accident in December, Ashley Saint Ange, and Jacob Jacob, you know is you know brother sister bond, and he kept up with track and had a phenomenal. When when they do it, they do it really well. It's just. But like, overall, newsrooms are cut. Right.
0: Overall, it, it's just it's not what it used to be. There used to be a no. whole sports, local sports section in no. the yeah. So you you were able to capitalize on that because you have a sports background and you came into Methuen and one of the first things you started doing was reporting on local intramural sports like school sports. And it's I th- the school
3: I, the schools and new sports. That's where we really yeah. And I cu- think cut our teeth. And I there. think
0: that's what put you on the map and that's what gave you the credibility because now parents are picking you up. And parents who probably normally wouldn't be picking up a weekly paper picking you up. I mean, that,
3: that's the goal. That, yeah. You know, that's the goal. There's already a paper out there that caters to an older generation. Right. And papers in general have catered to an older generation. Right. And you found they, the never, they never pivoted. They never The papers never pivoted. and right. And they didn't even pivot with – I mean, the Internet's just eating them up because they just didn't focus on what they're really good at. Right. And I'll tell you, I mean – it, it's not just because i thought there was a need i i, I mean i've covered i've covered world series super bowls uh, you know i've i've covered a lot of national sports i i covering local sport, sports has always been by far my favorite thing to do because they're they're not they're not tainted they they're just playing it because they love it they're learning they're learning camaraderie they're learning they're learning winning and losing cuz I mean, we lose in life. Right. There's way more losing That's <laughs> than, than there's winning. That's very and true. And the sooner that the sooner that the kids today learn that, the better off we're all going to be when they're our leaders. Right. Because you know, we talked about this. We I, I've, I, you know, these kids today. But they, there's this there's this entitlement that they learn they don't they don't get in in sports. Right.
0: So now you've been doing this for a year. What's the one thing that you've learned that maybe <laughs> surprised you? Now that you're at the one-year point, that you didn't, that you wish you knew a year ago when you started.
3: I was very naive about. Um, I, I was, you know, I, I, my column, I've always called my column Over Medium. I call my company's called Over Medium Media because i you know, my wife named it 20 years ago when I first got my first column you know because i like my eggs over medium but i that's my philosophy so. that's my philosophy and i i noticed that when we were elies i was like oh it's all right um I, you know i i have this cynicism but you know just over over the years and and i you know f- f- hereditary genetic um but i also have this little runny yoke of optimism and the optimistic uh <sighs> romantic, naive part of me thought that, that there was a monthly paper there and they had their thing and it wasn't, a, it's like a newsprint. They call themselves a magazine, but then when another person came in, they, they thought, you know, there was a they're the newspaper and I, I, thought that we could all play in the sandbox nicely. Right. That was not with that guy. You can't no, that that was my biggest mistake. And, and you know, I, 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 I've just, I've tried, I've taken the high road on on every instance, <laughs> but it's been very, it's been dirtier than some of the politics you see.
0: Absolutely, most people don't know, most people don't see that. When I first started, I thought that, our, myself and the Thorne life would be able to coexist. We both kind of do very different things. They do like very fluffy things, like student of the month at the tiny school, and I'm doing hard news stuff. And I thought, you know, we can coexist. So if they want to put their papers on my rack. Fine, they can use the, bo- you know, the bottom two rungs. And, um, and you know, if, if they've got an advertiser that they can't take for some kind of con- conflict reason, maybe they can send it to us and vice versa. Um, Tim was having no part of that. And up until very recently, I was actually tolerating not Who well. was it? Me? Ooh. I'm sorry, what did I say? Tim? Oh, boy. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Steve. Yeah. Steve. Um, and up until recently, he's got a, he's got a photographer, Nancy Fielding. Nancy Reardon.
1: Nancy Reardon. Wow. We don't really care that much about last names here We're the yeah. Paying Attention podcast. Because yeah.
0: I'm always screwing it up. Because my head's going a mile a minute and my mouth can't catch up. Um, but she has been there. She's been coming on my page regularly to savage me and to insult me. And I always leave it up because I'm a free speech guy. If someone wants to savage me, I can take it. But at one point she came on, and I forget what it was that she said. It was way over the line. And I thought, you know what? She's a photographer for a competing newspaper who comes on my page to hurt our credibility, to help her, news. you know what, screw her, so I finally blocked her, and I probably should have done it a year ago, um, but, but you're right, there's, 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 there's people a lot in this of business, there's people yeah. in this business that you can work with, and you can be friendly competitors, and then there are people who are just a-holes, who want everyone to think that they're nice guys, that want everyone to think that they're being friendly competitors while they're screwing you behind your back, and sometimes not even behind your back. So it's always good to have when I met you and I heard about you, I didn't know anything about you and I thought, you know, here's a new guy maybe. Maybe with the emergence of this new this new newspaper that there can be some friendly rivalry that we can that we can actually work together on stuff and that we can talk to each other and swap, you know, swap ideas and and, uh, and go out for coffee once in a while. And I had everybody telling me that's never gonna happen. This guy's in Methuen, he's looking to be friends with all the insiders and you're not an insider guy and you always poke the people inside. It's only gonna be a matter of time for this guy savages you and hates you. And none of that happened. And um, I had one of your guys on the show, um, what's his Nick name? Nick McCool. I had Nick McCool up on the show one day, he did a great job. He did, amazing. And yeah he asked me what I thought of your product. And regardless of what I thought you were going to think of me, I just was honest and said, this is a great product. Methuen Loop is a great product. If I didn't own a newspaper and I was out looking for newspapers to read, yours would be the first one I would pick up. And I'm not just saying that because you're here, because if I thought you sucked, you know for sure I, I would tell you, I, I, think, I think your paper sucks. And you have
3: told me, you know, we both, we've both been honest with each other. Yep. And that's what I appreciate, Tom, is that, I, is that we can be honest with each other and and still be here. right, so be civil to each other. And, I mean, and, uh, and we I think we proved in our in in part one of today's special crossover event that we don't agree on everything
1: right. <laughs> uh, we actually agree very little. I like my egg sunny side up. What does that say about me, Tim? You're crazy.
3: Too runny, man. You you you're too, you're you wishy-washy. Yeah, you wishy washy. You too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think yeah. sissy
1: was the word I was looking for, but I'm not
0: going <laughs> to say that out loud. You guys
1: are just lucky. My eggs aren't here. I'd throw them at both of you. All right. They wouldn't good.
3: make it to us. They're too runny. Right, yeah, they'd fall <laughs> halfway. Well,
1: uh There'd be a plate behind them <laughs> you know. Oh,
3: yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. All right. So, um, anything else you want to say about Methuen Loop Weekly? Give a free plug. We're going to take a quick break. We've got uh, we've got. Uh, I right, see, and,
3: and you did you did way better than I. I only have my 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 tchotchke on the back of my phone i didn't bring didn't even bring papers up you didn't bring a Methuen loop i i I'll get, i can get it but right. no yeah you know we're trying to just cover Methuen. right there's good news and there's stuff that people need to be informed about right. and it's not easy it's, right. it's that town we want the, the thing the thing you need to know about in terms of be a year later corruption a harder town to cover than I thought it was going to yep, be. And I've covered of a corruption. lot. But yeah, there's a so. lot of corruption in Methuen.
0: And um, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit after the next segment. Uh, we've got someone who needs a kidney. And this came to my attention through a Facebook internet post by Ted. And so I said, why don't you come into the show? Maybe we can give you some publicity. And maybe, maybe somebody out there will be willing to help. So we'll, we'll be back after this. We're going to pay some bills. Mr. Jonathan's going to help us get into break. And I'll be back after. Th- a Auto Body, we got our friend Angelo over there, Angelo Memolo over there, he does great work on your car, so if you got a ding in your car, somebody hits you, you got a mechanical problem, you bring it to AM Auto, he's on South Broadway in Lawrence, on Inman Street, Angelo will take care of you. Um, so what's the address there?
1: 341 Three f- South Broadway, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Then we
0: got Joe Zingales, Rosanna Zingales-Lopez from Century 21, they have been with us from the very first edition of the Valley Patriot, they've been with us from the very first paying attention show which was in 1999, back when he was REMAX. He's not REMAX anymore. Now he's Century 21, Teams and Zingales. And they sponsor our bash. They gave a $1,000 scholarship this year. They gave a $2,000 scholarship last year. And that money comes right out of their pocket. That's not like they're collecting money from other people and just using it like I do. They actually took money out of their pocket. So I don't know why these guys love me so much. I really don't. But Twin Lights, let me tell you how, how dedicated I am to helping my sponsors. The guys at Twin Lights Security needed... An extra security guy To do private investigations And to do security for a certain thing in Boston And they posted it on my page And asked if it was okay if they could use my page To solicit hiring people And I said you know what As busy as I am These guys sponsor the show They sponsor the Valley Patriot They give us $1,000 for the bash I'm going to go work for these guys So I called up Pat McLaughlin And I said look you help us Every single time we need something Whenever I put out a call you're there If you need an extra person and you're short, I'll take the night off and I'll come work for you. And so I I have been. I've been doing some work for them because they're helping us. And so there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to find a way to help them in the meantime. So if you need security or if you're getting divorced and you need a private investigator, if you have a business and you need a private investigator or security, uh, you want to call Twin Lights Security. They're based out of Gloucester, but they're very local. If while I'm driving around Lawrence, I get shot and killed, make sure you get my body to Perez Funeral Home because we do business with the people who do business with us. And he's on South Broadway. With the, it, it's the old Scott Funeral Home. If, you were, if you're an old-time Lawrence resident, it's the old Scott Funeral Home on, on South Broadway. Perez Funeral Home at 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. Um, you can, they do crematory services. They do all the stuff that they're supposed to do, right? And uh, Mike's a, a big fan of the show. He follows us when we go live. He's an advertiser now in the print edition of the paper, and he's now sponsoring this program. Perez Funeral Home and Crematory Services, 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. We appreciate him. Uh, Franklin Veloz from Veloz Auto Group. Uh, He specializes in people that have uh, maybe bad credit, no credit. Maybe you haven't had a job for a long period of time, so you don't think that maybe you qualify for a car loan. Usually, you know, they want you to have a job for a year or more. Uh, He specializes in getting people who have bad credit or no credit or maybe spotty credit, uh, getting them into a used car. He used to work for Charlie Dare's Commonwealth Motors for a long, long time, so he knows his stuff. I think he was a credit manager over there or something. So he knows what he's doing and, um, and he follows us live too. I really appreciate that he does. Every time I see him pop on, I'm very excited about it. And I was there yesterday to deliver his newspaper and he said he's already had customers come in from us talking about him on this show. So we appreciate Veloz Auto Group. Go see Franklin. He's at 17 Mass Ave. It's right at the very beginning of Mass Ave on the Lawrence North Andover line. All righty. All righty then. I think my levels need to go up just a little bit there, Mr. Jonathan. If that's possible. Hey, how you guys doing? Thank you for joining us today, Tom Duggan on the Paying Attention Podcast. I think our last count was about thirty-six thousand downloads. Is that correct, Mr. Jonathan? Yes, sir. And we're waiting to find out at the end of June because we get the monthly. So hopefully by the end of June, hopefully we'll be up somewhere near like the fifty thousand mark.
1: That would be great. That would be great.
0: And that al- that also helps us get sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor the show, it's super cheap. Uh, it's like fifty dollars a week. Please give us a call or instant message me or email me. Or f- I'm very easy to get a hold of. Um, and we will promote the crap out of your business for sure. You see what I do for my other advertisers. I even like go shop there. I even got one guy that I'm working for because he needed some he needed workers, and I'm like, look, I, this guy does everything he can for me at Twin Light Security. I'm gonna go work for the guy for a little while. So I have been. Uh, we have with us Tim Wood from Twin Loop Weekly, and uh, we're gonna continue our discussion about local stuff. But before we do, um, I got contacted by one of my faithful followers that follows me around. Uh, when I'm driving around getting shot at in Lawrence. <laughs> and um, kind of hard to forget that night, right? So um, so he was, he was telling me that his wife needs a kidney. And I thought, you know, we've got like thousands of people that listen to the show. We have thousands of people that watch the show. We have thousands of people that read my newspaper. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to at least try to help them get the word out um, about what her situation is. And maybe one of our listeners, one of our readers or followers is in a position where they can help. So why don't you, why don't you introduce yourself, Kim, um, and tell people who you are, and then we'll, you know, I'll walk you through it. I know you're nervous, but we'll walk you, we'll walk you through it.
4: Okay, um, my name is uh, Kim Anderson, and um, I do need a kidney. Uh, when I was 12, I was diabetic, and I was one for 35 years, and it was getting so bad, that I was unconscious a lot and had to be brought to the hospital because um, I had it so long that it didn't warn me anymore. So um, I qualified for a pancreas transplant. And I had that done in 2005, which has been 13 years now. And um, unfortunately, the anti rejection drugs they have me on, so I don't reject the, the organ, uh, is killing my kidneys.
0: Wow. So now, can you just tell people a little bit about what your day is like while you're waiting?
4: Um, well, a lot of times I'm tired. I don't feel like doing anything. Um, I've lost my appetite. I'm losing a lot of weight, and I just can't sleep at night. I'm up half a night, and it's just making me feel very, very tired and not good. Well, what kind of the,
3: of a, um, Go good? What are the doctors telling you just in terms of timeline in terms of needing the kidney
4: uh well they said that i have maybe six months to a year uh, before i need dialysis wow so they're trying to schedule something if i get donors and they can be tested it takes about two months to go through all that for people and um they're they're kind of trying to do it in September if possible.
0: So now, it, it, obviously, you have to have a, a blood type match. What is your blood type yes, if anybody's uh, listening? And they
4: O-positive. Might
0: be, you're an O-positive. Well, that's actually good for you, right? Because isn't that one of the most common O-positive? Yeah. Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. So, so if anybody out there is O-positive and you are interested in donating a kidney, that's a big ask, right, Mr. Jonathan? Yes, Somebody it is. To donate a kidney? Um, if I didn't have blood problems, I'd give you one of mine. Um, but if anybody's interested, she's O positive, her name is Kim Anderson and she, she needs a kidney and she's got about six months or, you know, God forbid, we may not have her around anymore. Um, how do people get in touch with you? I see you've got this big sign here, uh, kidney needed, blood type, O positive. Please contact me by email, kimkidney1960 at gmail.com. kimkidney 1960 at gmail.com. Now, I, I would imagine people can also call you. Is there a phone number?
4: Um, well, when they email us, uh, I, I can always give them the phone number. Okay. And um, right. another thing, too, is uh, it would be covered by my insurance having the procedure done for them at no cost. <laughs> the other no? person oh, will be
3: covered in giving the kidney? Yes. Oh, yeah. well, that's great. Wow. And,
2: and the other thing is, is um, if they are... Uh, The only thing they won't cover is a physical. They have to be physically fit to go through this. After that, the blood work, everything, this is what we've been told, is going to be covered by Medicare. Okay. And further on down the line, if something should happen, say, two years after they had donated the kidney, Mm -hmm. something occurs that uh, has contributed to them donating the kidney then Medicare would pick up that. The, so that'll
0: also be covered. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is really a win-win. If they, We have very generous donors. I don't know how generous they are to give a kidney, but we're hoping. Um, but our, our followers, our readers, they're always giving like socks for the homeless. I had one lady actually spent like $100 out of her pocket and bought shoes for one of the homeless guys that were helping out and had it express shift. Um and, and so we want to appeal to all of the readers and the followers of the Valley Patriot or this program. Uh, if you or somebody that you know might be interested in donating a kidney and you are O positive blood type to contact, contact Kim Anderson at kimkidney1960 at gmail.com. Is that
3: fully in the shot there? I mean, oh, yeah. Get, it's right in the and shot. And I'll go out of my way. Right. We'll
0: make sure we put something in the print edition of the next Valley Patriot. Uh, from this show, we will take this segment and we'll post it separately as its own segment awesome. and we'll put all the information in and hopefully somebody out there. Look, we've got, we've got 13,000 people follow us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We've got another, what do we say, 36,000 people who've downloaded this program. Uh, that's an awful lot of people and that's a good pool to come from. And maybe somebody out there uh, would be, and if someone does, if someone wants to step forward and they want to donate a kidney, I'll cover the crap out of that story. We will come and take your picture. We will make you a hero. And, we'll, well, and I promise you, we will put you on the front page of the paper because that's a, that's a huge thing for someone to do. Mm-hmm. You can live with one kidney. Yeah, you can. Yes. So yeah.
3: that's really the key. Is, it's, it's a big ask. Right. But, but it's, it's been done plenty of times. Yeah.
0: And where do you guys live? What town are you in? We live Nashua. in Nashua. You're in Nashua, New Hampshire. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you have to pretend you're from Methuen and Tim will cover it too. Okay. Just say, well, yeah, I'm from Methuen. Was, there you
2: go. I lived in Methuen. Oh, you did? I did live in my, right at the Four Corners. Right oh, no kidding. All right, state. so that gives you a Methuen connection.
0: Former Methuen resident. Former
2: Methuen resident gets kidney. And I was born and raised in the city of Lawrence. Oh, that's great. Where about? Lawrence boy? All over, South Lawrence, Osgood Street. I went to the Breen School. Oh, no, me too?
0: I went to the Breen School. That's
2: where I know you from. You brought, oh, up, the, you brought up the Breen School. Yeah, I, was, right. I was the last graduating class from the Breen oh, School. Oh, no kidding. 1970. Wow.
0: I grew up yeah. on Boxford Street, three houses up from the Breen School.
2: Yeah, I know exactly where it wow. is. Wow. Yeah, I lived at 100 Osgood Street. So what? <laughs> what is? What is what is your
0: hope now? Like, what do you, while you're going through all of this, Kim? How do you how do you stay positive? How do you go through your day? Like, how do you what do you do for your day, knowing that you've got this looming over you? that has got to be really stressful.
4: Yeah, it is. But you know, <clears throat> my husband is so good to me. Yeah, and he does everything that I ask him to do to help out and he goes above and beyond well that's great and this you know i can't ask for anymore and why would i want to let him down and right. die
2: right i um, want to
4: live a right. man I'm a fighter a man who
3: does not suck
2: right pretty, can you, pretty, can you believe good,
3: that pretty good Right? Mm-hmm. I do have my well moments. Played.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she kind of feels that way too when we're off the air. <laughs> what do you do for fun? Like, do you have any, anything that kind of helps you, helps you to distract you in your day? Do you have any kind of hobbies or anything that you do to kind shopping. of get your mind off things? Shopping. shopping. Oh, all right. Yeah. Very and good.
2: helping people. Well, that's great. Yeah. She never spends anything. What would you buy today? Nothing.
0: Well, <laughs> so she shopped so all day. W- window yeah. shopping. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But well,
2: she, she's a, uh, uh, I couldn't ask for a better soulmate, I'll tell you. She's been great. Oh, well, that's
0: great. The love that you two guys have, I think, is hopefully going to be able to create the good karma that's going to get you somebody to donate a kidney. And we will continue every week to promote this. Um, can you please keep me, keep me abreast as to how things are going or if you get anybody contact you or anything, we'd love to cover this. Okay. Um, it, Definitely. It's life and death stuff. And, you know, we do a lot of things with the homeless, but they're not dying. And, and a lot of people reach out and, they, and a lot of people help. Um, I'd really love, I would. there's nothing that would make me happier than to know that as the result of this show, we were able to save somebody's life. And just so, to get the testing, even.
3: Yeah, you know, right, just, yeah. I mean, this, everything might not work out, but just, just put yourself up for the testing. Right, absolutely. A live
2: donor is better than a cadaver, but we've also been in touch with, uh, it'll be done, the transplant up in Dartmouth in Lebanon, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. which is quite a right from here. It's even quite a right from... From Nashville, it's like a two-hour drive up 89. But when they do the um, the transplant, uh, they said either a cadaver or they'd prefer a live donor. Right. Live donor, you've got more success right. with that. Kim had, like she said at the beginning of the show, a um, pancreas transplant. She was so bad that I had tested her sugar. She was unresponsive one time. Her sugar was 23. Wow. You're almost dead at that point. Yeah. Kim threw two surgeries to the one... Be after the other almost a year to the day. She's died twice on me after wow. being surgery. She's oh. uh, stopped breathing after the pancreas transplant. They got her going again. And I'm not super religious, but I do believe there's a higher power. Mm-hmm. The woman that revived her, her name was Angela. They called her Angel for short. If you come to our house at Christmas time, we got angels everywhere. That's awesome. Um, the second time, her heart stopped. And I mean, I had somebody from I don't know where, and she come in that room as fast as she left, but she had her arm around me and she said she's gonna be okay. And they got her heart going again.
3: Clearly a fighter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well listen, we stand with you. We love you. We want you to be around as long as humanly possible. And I am, and I'm gonna speak for Tim too, we're gonna do everything we can to try and get the word out. There's gotta be somebody out there who's willing to do this. And with all the people that follow me and all the people that follow Tim, and I'm going to talk to some of the other people here at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe that do other shows to see <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> to see if we can't find a way to help you out. And uh, if we fail, it won't be for lack of trying, that's for sure.
2: Thank she you does, so much. She You're does welcome. have two brothers that are getting tested, which okay. would be ideal. That would be great. Right, but we don't, we don't know. They're just starting the process. Right. So it takes two to three months of all of this to, sure. to transpire. Sure.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and coming in. I'm sure it's probably a little embarrassing, right? And you're probably nervous coming on and doing a show like this. Um, but uh, please keep us informed. Please let us know how things are going. And if anything at all comes across my way about anybody that even seems like they're interested, I'll certainly be happy to pass them along to kimkidney1960 at gmail.com. Awesome.
2: Thank all you. Right,
0: thank you. Thanks.
4: Thank you so much.
0: All right, Jonathan. Let's bounce into a break. And thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with us. I know it wasn't easy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back to the Paying Attention. uh, It's not a radio program. I'm so used to saying Paying Attention Radio Program,
3: right? The Paying Attention Podcast. It might as well be. It's got a probably better audience than radio.
0: It does. I'm always shocked when he comes in and says you had 36,000 people download your show. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? I go live in Lawrence. I'm happy if I got a couple thousand people watching for crying out loud. With me today is, um, by the way, thank you to Tim and uh, to Ted and Kim Anderson. Uh, For coming up and sharing this story Kind of heartbreaking And we're hoping that There's somebody out there that um, Somebody out there that can help them get a kidney And uh, boy you'd hate To have her not be around Anymore because people just didn't step up And uh, if I didn't have a blood condition I'd be happy to give you one of mine Um, Sitting with me again is Tim Wood he is the publisher Owner of Loop Weekly In Methuen I think it's an amazing Product I think he is he's he found a niche that I wished that I could fill. I've been wishing for 14 years I could fill, but I know nothing about sports. Came on board, did his weekly paper. And you actually were smart. You, you did a, um, a free mailing to every household when you first started, yes. which kind of let people know you existed and let them... It'll let them flip through your paper because it's in their home now right yes. and, he, and they flip through it and I think I think that was a brilliant marketing strategy I wish we had thought of that when we started
3: I mean I would have liked to keep it going quite honestly I just we had we had issues with the post office and then I got sick right. I got sick right around Christmas and I wasn't out on the street selling advertising anymore and it, you know that is a huge nut to cover when you're talking about the mailing and I got a lot of feedback, you know, I was I was so convinced that that was the that was the difference maker. And so I was really I was all, I almost killed the paper in, instead of just not mailing it, but I just I got a lot of feedback from from readers saying that isn't the difference maker, it's the content, it's the way you go about uh covering the town mm-hmm. that that is the difference maker and so we, we tried we tried not mailing. We tried just, you know, canvassing canvassing the businesses and the schools, and, and it's working.
0: It's yeah. working. Well, I think it's a good product, and even though we're kind of in competition, we're really not. Um, you know, we, what we do is very different. or well, not very different, but it's different from what you do, and there is some crossover because we cover politics, you cover politics. Uh, but I think we covered it from a different angle. And, and the real winner are the Methuen residents because they can pick up your paper, they can pick up my paper. If we say two different things, they can decide for themselves.
3: High tide rises all ships. That, I agree. That's been my theory. And, and it's always, it proves out every, every time. The, the more eyeballs you have on, on, on things, the more the good news gets covered and the more the cockroaches have to come out from underneath right. the, the, the appliances. Right.
0: So let's get, let's get back to Methuen. Now, we've been talking. Uh, we talked on your show, hopefully people watched it but if they didn't they can watch it on loop live uh looped in live on uh, Facebook. I actually tried to find it on looped in live and it was on the regular looped loop uh page so, so yeah we're we, trying we, to share got, them out
3: we've got so many more we got so many more uh Likes and visitors on on the loop weekly Facebook page right. You know we started the looped-in live page, but we, we just it, it's better to have it stationed With Correctly. the loop weekly page, and then we have it on loopweekly.com loop TV tab at the top of the page You'll see all the all the archives right and see your show today
0: Excellent. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll definitely will cross over we'll post um, so the, the Methuen is going through a very difficult financial situation Um, I wish that I could say it's not their fault. (laughs) I wish that I could say it's not the fault of the elected officials and really even the fault of the voters, but it really is um, because for years we have watched as elected officials gave sweetheart deals to people who are on the inside who gave either jobs or job offers or raises or other things, not because people were doing a great job, but because of who they were and who they supported in the last election or you know, what they voted on the last time they were an elected official and i consider that corruption i don't think corruption is just people stealing money that's obviously corruption right
3: the, i mean the old boys network is is as much as well. much of of you know cor- corruption old boys network however you want to call it it's mm-hmm. you know there there's just there's a lot of of history there and and you know it it happens everywhere but you you said it and you know it's I don't want to be cheesy, but it it people weren't paying attention. They weren't. And if there's any positive, uh, positive result of what's happening in the town now, is that people are paying attention. You had you had people are waking up now. You had hundred and eighty people, myself included, the other night on on your feed of the the city council and i mean that's a hell of a lot for a city council meeting feed on the internet now if you then you multiply that the i said this the other day i it, you know it's probably the first time that if they ever wanted to measure that the government channel probably got a rating in comparison to the local networks because i mean when i was out delivering papers people that would never talk about city politics about just just didn't w- even want to face it we're watching
0: see there's your number for the last one 2008 oh 76. no yeah yeah
3: you i mean you got you got three yeah you got three thousand views i'm just saying at any one time right, you got yeah, 160 yeah, watching live you got three thousand and counting that have that have wa- watched coming back and watching it right so people are paying attention yeah they're
0: starting to wake up which is good and the and here's the other thing I don't care. Like, I make comments throughout these live feeds, and I get some some hate mail about it, especially some friends of Joyce Campagnon are not real happy about some of the things I said about Joyce. But it's not because I don't like Joyce or I'm picking on Joyce. I love Joyce. I just think she's wrong. And uh, sometimes I'm harsh in my comments, but it's not personal. What?
3: So, like, what was she wrong about here? Uh, other like, than, Other than the fact that she just didn't. You know, she didn't, she, made zero cuts she, didn't read, she didn't run the meeting the same way that, that Jennifer did. Right. Jennifer, you know, Jennifer's been the chairwoman and she's...
0: My problem with Joyce, and again, I love Joyce, but she doesn't know what she's doing. She either didn't read the budget or didn't retain what she was reading because constantly throughout the process, it was clear she didn't know where she was. And she started off one meeting with, um, well, we, I don't know how to do this. How are we supposed to do this? And then 20 minutes later, someone criticized her, and she said, "I've been doing this forever. I know what I'm doing." Well, it can't be both.
3: No, well, it could be in that situation, though, Tom, because none of them knew what they were doing. And right. The city solicitor, the city auditor, were giving them conflicting opinions on how to go about this line but item. But how long cut. has she been?
0: How long has she been an elected official? This is not her first rodeo. No, it's not. So she should have known. It shouldn't even have been a matter of asking the solicitor versus the auditor. She's been there for since since. Since Washington was president, she should know. She should be the one answering the question. Going, no, you know what? Five years ago, we had this problem, and here's how we resolved it. And she just really kind of seemed pretty clueless about the whole thing. Um, the one good thing that I like about <laughs> Joyce, though, uh, these just are to be the fair, opinions
3: of Tom Duggan. Now, I mean, because yeah, you go a little again, we we mentioned this before. You go a little farther. You know, like I wouldn't say she was clueless. I would say that— well, she
0: certainly seemed clueless. I would
3: say that at times. She she was not the most vocal person in, in the conversation.
0: So you're more worried about what she's going to think of you no, for I'm not. this conversation. I'm really
3: not. I'm just trying to be because because right. I do know that she she knows what she's doing. I do know that she cares. I do know she does that, care. I do for know sure. that that she is one of the most active people out in the community, soliciting other people's input. Yep. And that to me is is, is as important in the process as looking what you looking like you know what you're doing. I almost respect her more because she's because she isn't polished and she
0: I do like that about her. and she doesn't
3: she doesn't oh she doesn't sound look or act like a politician. Right, she's not rehearsed. No, that, she's not. That that much I she, like. Yes. A lot yes. of them are rehearsed
0: and she's not. So No, but you were there. I got a I got a call from someone who was in the audience <laughs> during a break. I think it was the last night of the night before. During a break and apparently and I don't know who the counselor was, but one of the counselors was complaining about, like, all this work that they were doing and how long it was taking. And I'm told that she turned around and said, look, if you don't like it, get off the council. We're here to do work. If yeah. you don't want to do the work, then get the hell out of oh, here. Yeah. And they,
3: they almost have to recess at times because she gets very – yeah. She, I mean, she, she said it. She gets it. worked she, up. She said it. She said, if you don't want to do the work, go home. There's right. people here who want to do it. Stop wasting time. Right. Let's get to a vote. Right. And I got some hate mail from people who are big
0: fans of Joyce, maybe even relatives of Joyce, saying, why are you being mean? You're a reporter. You're not supposed to make these comments. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm broadcasting this on my personal page, not the Valley Patriot page. But secondly, I'm not covering this, right? I haven't written any news stories about the Methuen budget. And so I feel perfectly free to give my opinions about the Methuen budget talks because as a journalist I'm not covering it I'm not ready I haven't written any stories about it and as, as a news person I haven't gotten into that fray and see, that's, so that gives that's, me the freedom to do what I want and
3: that's a tricky situation too right yeah. because the I am right and but I don't see I just don't I don't ascribe to this idea that I can't be objective and still give my opinion right objective doesn't mean you don't have
0: an opinion it means that your opinion doesn't interfere with your news coverage
3: exactly that I, that I'm not being partial because of my own personal agenda, right? And and so I've been hit many times already. Just any time, like the very fact that I even have a show, people are like, "What are you doing?" I'm, I'm like, "You can." People deserve to have it, to have both of that. Right. I, I believe. Right. It it is it is hard work at times to be
0: objective right. in this situation. And it's hard to get people to understand because people. Don't get what journalism is today because there's so much bad journalism out there. So they think, oh well, Tom has an opinion, therefore he's biased, therefore his news is biased. That's not true. I can hate, um, you know, I can I can hate uh, school committee member Smith in Andover. I can hate the guy, and if he does something good, I'm gonna write he did something good. Willie Lantigua and I viscerally hated each other when he was mayor. He could not handle the fact that I criticized him in the way that I criticized him. I certainly wasn't happy about the fact that he went on Spanish language radio and called me a racist every day, but he would still call me and say, hey, listen, here's something that I think you might be interested in, and I could have a conversation with him as a professional and we could discuss it and we could, we could work out whatever it is that he wanted to work out and then hang up the phone and hate each other later on. That's being a professional. So just because someone has an opinion doesn't mean that they're biased in their news coverage and I get this a lot when I'm criticizing Democrats um, on something I criticized uh, Marie Sweeney in I think Tewksbury or Wilmington and um, she, she went on her Facebook page Instead of picking up the phone and calling me, she went on her Facebook page and she savaged me And all the comments under it was, well he's a Republican, what do you expect? Well guess what, I'm not a Republican,
3: I'm not a Republican so, I don't know what the hell you are, honestly. I, I'm, really <laughs> <not> <laughs> I'm really not anyone. I'm really not anyone. His anywhere.
1: initials of his uh, party would be A H, I believe. Asshole. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Stop my own ash- asshole party. I see
3: the ash, I see the assholes. holes. The there, a-
1: great show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. I like to watch uh, Radio TNT. Is that what it's called, Radio TNT? Uh, Political TNT. Political, Political TNT. TNT. Boy, that's a great show. You guys really need to watch that. That's if you want to have fun. That's a good show to so, watch.
3: So I mean, what I respect though is you're accountable. Okay. Like I'm not perfect. I I make mistakes. Uh, my, my motto in life that came from my dad is you're, you're not about your successes. Right. You are about how you handle your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And if I make a mistake, I own it. We move on. Right. You know, and, and, you know, so, but what, what, what and, and again, I'm not perfect. I, I'm not like, I'm not like teaching a master class on journalism by any means, but I get so frustrated by, f- for instance, the Boston media swoops in a lot of times in, into the Merrimack Valley, and, and does the sexy headline, and is completely irresponsible in how they report what they, they don't even report. They didn't the even facts, try. They didn't even try. And then they're just gone, and then everybody else in the towns left to deal with the collateral damage right. of of. This widespread story right. that, that now is now is on the Boston uh, on the Boston stations and right. and it's even listen I I I'm, I am shocked and, and I wanted to ask your opinion on this I am shocked that the Boston media has not got more into this I mean police making five hundred thousand that is a sexy headline it sure is if I if, you know if I'm the PR guy. That I I'm pushing that headline. Yep. How come the Boston media haven't? Yep.
0: Jeff Koon is the only one that I know on our kale that's yep. touched this. Yeah.
3: And BZ BZ <laughs> Radio covered it a little bit, but mm-hmm. but and even and I even when Jeffrey swooped in, I wanted to call. I, you know, kept getting the busy signal because right. he was he didn't have his facts straight.
0: He had half the story. Yes. This is part of the problem in the media is. They they get half a story. They don't want to research the rest of it, that's, and that's and then they homework. put out half the story. Yeah. No, it's different if it's an opinion. If you if you're doing an opinion show and you just want to give your opinion on something, fine. You don't really need to do research. It's your opinion. Everybody kind of knows going in that that's your opinion. But if you're doing a news story, you really should do the, you really should should do your homework. But but here's the thing: if you present half a story, and then after it comes out, someone calls you and says, "Hey, you presented half a story," you should go out and do, do the homework and then present. The whole story, like go well, just fix it. That's responsible. I own my mistakes publicly. I always own my mistakes publicly because to me, it's not about me. To me, it's about the people who follow me getting the correct information and knowing that if they keep coming back, that if I got something wrong, they're going to get the right story at the end of the day. That if I make a mistake, then I'm going to come back. and I'm gonna I, said, I said the day that I got filed with a lawsuit, that even if we win a total, complete dismissal on the first round, even if we get everything thrown out of court, but during that process, someone shows me I got something wrong, I'll correct it. Even though even though the judge tells me I don't have to, I'm gonna correct it, because that's just what I do. Because I don't care if people think less of me that I made a mistake. I just don't. If you're such a weak-minded person that you're gonna attack someone because they made a mistake or they got something wrong, well, that's on you. I really couldn't care less. I don't pretend to be perfect. I don't pretend to know everything about everything. I know what I know or what I think I know. I present it. And from time to time I get something wrong, we go in the notebook, we correct it. And I think the readers are the winners when you do it that way. I think the, the, your followers, your readers, your supporters, they're, they're the winners at the end of that day. Because, yeah, I might have a little egg on my face, but there's always tomorrow. And tomorrow I'm going to write something great that they're going to like, and they'll, be, they'll completely forget what I said the day before that, that might have been
3: wrong. I, and, and that is the problem that I have with politicians. It's the it's problem that I have with some people in the middle of this process admit when you've made mistakes right like this the this contract was a mistake and with this police contract was a mistake there are there are counselors on this council that were on that council and there are some that are owning that mistake and and, and I, if you tell me listen I didn't read it as as thoroughly as I should I I, I didn't know right I can at least accept that if you can be honest about right. it but at the beginning of this process, when when the mayor grandstanded about the 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 uh, the police budget bankrupting the city and 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 uh, being untenable, and you know, Steve Saba is the one. It, it, Steve Saba and Jim McCarty both called him on this concept that, like, we deserve to know because Tom Kelly mentioned that there were two counselors that he, that the city auditor told about his concerns with this contract, and it, between and it fell on. According to Kelly, it fell on deaf ears with the mayor, and it fell on deaf ears with these councilors. And that was before the council vote. Right. They brought this up and said, "Listen, we deserve to know who those councilors were, and it's the council's right. They can implore." Kelly works for the council. They right. can implore him to say it. Well, you would and, think and he works
0: for the council, but it kind you, of seems like he's working for the mayor. Well,
3: and, and I think it, I think if 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 the mayor's office had its way, the the, the solicitor and the auditor would, would be working would be report to the mayor, but they don't. Right. And in the middle of that, the mayor, you know, Mayor Jaduga, jumped in and said, "I am not here to deal with what happened. I'm here to deal with what's ahead of us." And listen, you do need to deal with what's ahead of you. And um, I, I don't think they've dealt fast enough with what's in front of them. So, so I was willing to go there with him, but he, like, it hasn't been dealt with fast enough. It's, it's June 21st. If this is not dealt with, if they don't have a budget, they can pass. And they've made it clear, the city council's made it clear, they're not passing the budget they're not voting on the budget, and they will keep rejecting the budget until it's in, it, until it's in a correct form that they can have a proper vote on it. And it, we're not there. Right. And it's largely because it because of the adjusting the school budget and also this concept that that this contract doesn't exist. It they voted on it. It is a valid contract.
0: Right. There's two things that need to happen. There needs to be an investigation as to how we got here, for sure, and it needs to be like by the attorney general or somebody. Well, actually, maybe not, because she's got some political uh, strings. The office
3: of the investigate uh, in the the office of the investigator general, I think it's called investigate. Uh. O I G. I can't. Th- I can't think of what it. Inspector General. Inspector. Thank you. Thank you. Inspector General. So it's that. The, I mean, it will go into the Attorney General's office. But you, you're right. There need, are, there so are some need, conflicts. Right. There needs to be two
0: things. One, an investigation as to how we got here, and a real investigation, not one of these political investigations. And two, we need to find a way to fix the problem that we have now and plug the holes in the boat. And I see a lot of goodwill, even among counselors that I, I don't really like all that much personally, but. I see a lot of goodwill in the council as far as trying to get to real numbers and trying to find a way to solve this problem. Um, I I I watch the I watch the meetings and I see even like Mr. Hamilton, who he's a young kid. He's what is he like? He's like 20 20 years old. You know, he, he ran for the job and he's making some very tough decisions. And I you know I think he's probably a little over his head right now a
3: little bit because of, because of his age and his inexperience. But he's trying like hell. He's doing the work. He's asking the questions. Yeah. He's not getting everything right. None of them are. Right. But 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 he, I at least I can say he's he's doing the work. Yeah, he is. It's I that. mean it, it is it is a um, it, it's um it's just it's a cluster. It just is. It's it un, is. It is just. I, I've I covered. I've covered a lot. You know, unfortunately, you know, there's people that have lived in Methuen forever. People who have lived in the Merrimack Valley forever. I mean, I, you know, I was. I'm born in New England. I grew up in New England. Um, once I went away to school at Fordham. I, I was. Almost, I've been a vagabond. In turn, I've lived in a lot of different places, chasing chasing dreams. And the benefit of that is you you do get to see how it's done elsewhere. Right you know this is the worst i've seen in terms of just like how we got here and how how we're going to get out of it like you said it's it, it, it it's it's corruption i would put it's money corruption. right now on i would put money on receivership at this point I, I as a resident of the of the city i hate to say that right you know cuz i kn- i
0: knew for sure you guys were going to end up in receivership when the mayor got up and said we can borrow $4 million, but we really should borrow a lot more because there's other things that we might not know about coming down the road. And as soon as he said that, it just brought me back to Kevin Sullivan back in like the early 80s in Lawrence doing the exact same thing. And it's a formula. You borrow a little bit more than what you want and maybe a lot more than what you want. And that, may, that drives property taxes down. People start selling their homes. And the next thing you know, you've got a cascade effect. of You're not bringing as much money in, in taxes, which means you have to borrow more money. And then and the next thing you know you're under receivership because you just can't make your bills.
3: To be fair, I will say in terms of how much debt they're carrying, Methuen, and before this bond, they they're pretty low comparatively to to the Merrimack Valley but They're no carrying mo- about you, 4 million.
0: But you've got no money in your reserves. No. I blame the last mayor for that. No,
3: there's there's zero and and they they're they're talking about taking the last 800,000. To put against the school budget I just can't believe, can't they should believe cut, it
0: They should cut $10 million Out of that school budget Make Judy Scandal Make the cuts at the mid-level Administrative positions And give the money to the, I, to the cops I wasn't
3: here I mean Dennis DeZaglio Everybody tells me Dennis DeZaglio Left with 17 million in in the in 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 the reserve fund. Mm-hmm. I mean, what 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 was your opinion of him as a mayor?
0: You know, I didn't know him as a mayor. I really didn't start following politics until Sharon until Sharon Pollard came along. Okay. Um, I, I I know what you know from what people have told me right. that he was extremely financially uh, capable of handling just about anything. And it's probably more a testament to his genius in what he was doing than it was that there was any kind of formula anybody else can follow.
3: What do you make of this whole argument now that's coming out of this about about mayor versus town manager government? Because that, that is gaining some steam in Methuen right now, this, this idea of, of bringing it before the Charter Commission and, and putting it to a vote with the people in terms of changing it back to a town manager.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, we, I live in North Andover. We have a town manager and it, you have just as many problems with what you're ta- what we've been talking about today with a town manager that you have with the mayor, except the town manager isn't accountable to the public. As long as he keeps three of the five members of the board of selectmen on his side and he hires the right people and he does the right little pet projects that they want, the guy can basically go out and shoot 15 people. He's not going to lose his job. Uh, whereas mayor, you really have to be held accountable. When the mayor walked out of that meeting rather than listening to the public. I think that was his biggest political blunder. And I think he's going to pay for it dearly. And it's only because if you're a mayor, like think about this, like forget who's involved. If you're a mayor and you've got this big contentious thing going on with your budget and the public is upset, wouldn't you want to be there to listen to them? Wouldn't you want to hear them come after you and then be able to answer them and say, listen, I understand why you feel that way. And maybe we can work together on this. I mean, I, I would think that any person who really truly respects the voters and respects That you work for the voters would want to be there, even if you're going to take slings and arrows. The
3: weird part about that, like I said in in a post, like the the last school committee meeting, he actually did that. He got up to leave to go to a retirement party. He took the temperature of the room, and he realized he needed to come back. Right. And then, then that was a way smaller crowd. You got a just overflow crowd in your chamber, Mm -hmm. and you walk out. It was just. Absolutely
0: mind blowing I think everybody Whether it was intended That way or not I think everybody in that room Took it as a slap in the face Oh yeah absolutely And, And you know I think if I was sitting In that room I'd take it as a slap In the face too You're the mayor of the city and people want to get up there and they want to call you names and they want to yell and scream at you, you should let them do that. Look, go on my Facebook page on any given day. There's somebody calling me an asshole. There's somebody calling me a racist. I don't block them. I don't well, – very few exceptions. I don't block them. I don't take their comments down. And Be- you're not an
3: elected official. Right. You didn't run for this. Right. I mean, listen, I feel for him. I do. I mean, it's, that sucks.
0: He's in a very difficult position, although one of his making, but he's still in a very difficult position, and he's got to solve it. And whether or not he has a political future after this is going to depend on whether or not he solves it in a way that makes him look like the good guy.
3: Hey, just real quick. So Stashy's Pizza, yep. they donated they last did. night? They did.
0: Stashy's Pizza donated last night to the Movement family dinner at the Buckley Garage for the, for the Homeless. Um, we had Five Dragons uh, Karate School in uh, Haverhill donated two week, two or three weeks ago. And then we had Jocelyn's in Salem, New Hampshire last week or the week before, uh, donated a foot like for 25 people. It was Phenomenal. all, I mean, it was gourmet food. It was gourmet Jocelyn's Lebanese food. <coughs> We're always looking for. When you businesses. can
3: support people, and, and listen, uh, you, you've thrown some compliments my way. You we don't agree on a lot of the politics stuff but what you do what you do with the veterans what you've done with the heroes in the mitts book what you're doing in terms of supporting the homeless supporting michael gorman and and what he's doing it it's it's amazing it it's it's why like anybody who's criticizing you i just I'm like are you are you paying attention? Are right. you paying attention to the full picture? You've got your own narrative, but you're not paying attention to the full picture.
1: Right. I have people call me a racist. And what
3: are you doing? That's, right, exactly. You know? Well, exactly. Kim, Kim
1: and – his name was Ted, right? Yeah. yeah. Kim and Ted knew to leave a jacket because you're going to be – seeing homeless people at some point this week. Right. They had an extra jacket, so they brought it and they left it because they know it'll get to the right Yeah,
0: hands. he came in and <laughs> he said, I got a woman's jacket. You, I know you're helping with the homeless There's a guy
3: looking There's a, a woman looking for a kidney and, and she leaves a jacket. Right. What are right. you doing?
0: Right. <laughs> so,
3: listen, I have people co- all the
0: time, like, I'll come on and I'll make a comment about Trump, about how I agree with something Trump did, or immigration, and it's, you're a racist. Well, I don't know any racists that go out and raise money for scholarships for Latino kids at Lawrence High School. I don't know any members of the Klan doing that. And what people need to do is look at the full picture. Before you try and pigeonhole somebody and simplify who they are, just kind of take a 30,000-foot view and actually assess the entire situation. I,
3: I, had, to, I had to plead like a lawyer with, with a, f- a couple of... A couple of, of folks, a couple of fo- sponsors. When when we work together, when you asked me to donate to, to the bash. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're giving scholarships to kids. To kids. It's not going to my pocket. And again, I'm not trying to like put the kid, but I mean, come on, see the full picture. Right. Like, oh my gosh, you're working with Tom. Well, you know what? Yeah. For what he's doing, for. for creating scholarships at this bash you're damn right yeah. i'm working and and you got a problem with that Come Something wrong. well
0: listen how sad is it that there are people who won't help homeless people or won't help children because they don't like the person who's doing the help like they, if they don't like me they're gonna they're gonna make the kids suffer they're gonna make the homeless but what does that say about them this is they're pretty disgusting human beings. If and you, you ask have me. your own
3: concerns. Like, like you say, you, you, put, you, you, you put the tab at the place you want them to get a meal. Don't, 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 don't give them me, money. Don't tell me you need money and then go, and, and use it you know, in bad ways.
0: Right. So, Never give a homeless person money, they'll use it for drugs. But if they're hungry and they say they need money for food, go through a drive-thru and get them some food. And then you'll find out real quick whether they're full of shit or they're not. And the people that I try to work with in Lawrence, I've got about five people that I'm working with right now that are homeless. You know, I carefully pick the people that I work with. One of them's name is Ralph. My newest project is Ralph. Uh, my first night, I pulled up to the bus stop, and I had like five pairs of socks. And I asked, he was sitting with three other guys. He said, does anybody need socks? And nobody spoke up. And then Ralph said, yeah, I could use a pair of socks. So he came to the back of my car. I said, I got five pairs of socks. How many do you want? He said, well, if you can give me the whole five, that'd be great. So said, fine. I gave him the five. I watched him walk back over to the bench and give a pair of socks or two pairs of socks to all the other people on the bench who were afraid to speak up. He realized that they were afraid to speak up. And instead of keeping the five pairs of socks for himself, he turned around and gave them to some of the other homeless people sitting on the bench. I said, that's the kind of guy I want to help. That's the kind of guy that could use my help. And that's the kind of guy that deserves my help.
1: And he's connected him with a network. It's not like you're just helping one guy at that right, point. You're helping right. the five closest people yeah, to he's him as pay- well.
0: He's paying it forward. So, you know, you can not like me, that's fine. You don't have to like me, but don't make the have, kids...
3: We can have multiple layers of, right. of of where we connect. Right. You know, it doesn't... Ha- Unless we you like so your black and white. Sunny side right,
0: up. Right, yeah, we don't want any, yeah, wrong. any part of that. Yeah, yeah. No part of that. We want to thank our sponsors. Uh, but, but before we do, uh, one more thing. If we can stretch this out. We get Steve Sweeney tomorrow night. June twenty second at Salvatore's Restaurant. He's doing a comedy series, Ooh. and uh, let me see. It's uh, the dinners at six thirty. Show starts at eight thirty, and I'm gonna be there. I've got a table, so come over and say hi to me.
3: Is it still tickets still available? Tickets
0: are still available. You can each, even get tickets at the door. I'm gonna share this on my. I'm gonna share the Eventbrite page on my page. Anniversary anniversary
3: event, Debbie. Let's do it. Yep, and I
0: want to thank Tim Wood from Methuen Loop Weekly. For, A, producing a great product. I respect and admire anybody that can do that. No matter what their product is, you have a great newspaper. And also for being open-minded enough to see people as a little bit more complicated than what everybody tells you they are. Not just me, but other people. So thank you for yeah, that.
3: Right, right back at you. I, mean, I can't say it better than that in terms of right, you know, right back at you.
0: Right. Mr. Jonathan, the voice of God, thank you for being here. And thank you very much. Rich Russell.